0: What's up, everybody? It's the Locked on Sabres podcast. Joe DiBiase from WGR Sports Radio 550.
1: And Jordan Hanskin from the Meadville Tribune, as well as this podcast. And we are zooming through these jersey sweaters. Sweater, we are. Sweaters. You can't yeah, call the them Sweater cases. numbers. No,
0: yeah. uh, yeah, you could. We, we are continuing to uh, go through our series of Saber all-time numbers. Today, we will have numbers 20 through 21 through 30 for you today. And again, like I think some of the, the earlier lists. We're going to get to a point here where there's numbers that nobody's ever worn before. I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, but we still have numbers that are fairly easy. But I think we had more that were debatable. Uh, in the, in this, in this uh, run through. So we'll get into that in just a minute. One news item to update you on though. The, uh, the Buffalo Sabres have come to terms with the college free agent. It's college free agent season. Uh, and even though these guys will not be playing for the team this year because of the, well, unless maybe we get around to the NHL um playing some games to finish the regular season in the summer. There's a actually player suggestion or a player proposal to the league that we'll get into in a second here, just for a second. But uh, Brandon Biro of Penn State, left winger, 22 years old, 5'11", 25 points in 25 games last year. Um, we now go to Jordan Hanskin for his expert opinion on Brandon Biro.
1: Uh Penn State. I see the thing is like I'm not I'm not a huge college hockey guy. That that was but, a joke. Uh, that
0: was a joke. I was I assuming was, you had never uh, heard of the guy before. I mean,
1: people I mean I, I could tell. Like, I knew you were setting <laughs> me up. But um uh, I think it is kind of cool. Like Penn State's kind of like a new, like emerging program. Yeah. And like it's kind of cool that like Penn State guys are starting to hit the NHL. I think that right. that, that that's just like what I what I saw from that is kind of cool. And you know, the cool connection is also big. Right.
0: Exactly. And it's kind of like, you know, the bills are out here making a bunch of moves in the past three years where all they're bringing in is former Panthers. And it seems that the Sabres all they bring in is former Penguins or Penn State alumni. So, um, it's not. It's working much better for for the Bills than it is for the Sabres. The bill. The Bills yeah. seemed
1: like the. I mean, we're getting. We're getting former Super Bowl players.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the Penguins. You would think of the Penguins, you'd be getting former Stanley Cup players, but uh, that's obviously not the case. I think what we're learning
1: State. is that it's just like Crosby and Malkin keep that engine going. Yep. <laughs> they can just plug and play everybody else. Yeah,
0: this could be a guy that plays with the team. I mean, remember, there was some hope for CJ Smith that he'd be an NHL player. I still think that he should have got a shot. He never really has. So we'll see if Byro gets that. Um, Brandon or, uh, Jason Bottrell's comment on uh, Byro was quote, Brandon will bring a combination of skill, hockey sense, and character to our organization. We're confident his four years at Penn State with Coach Gadowski have prepared him well for the next phase of his, his development. Generally, for players like this that I've never heard of, I turn to. Sabres prospects expert Chris Baker, who on Twitter says quote This is from Chris solid ad in terms of getting a smart, reliable forward who can produce offense, good skill level, decent speed doesn't float. Some may recall his standout effort in simulated action at development camp. A couple of years back, first of a group of AJHL products, the Sabres may consider. So, uh, yeah, that's right. He was development camp two years ago for the Sabres in 2018. I do remember him being a bit of a standout there. And, um, yeah, so we'll we'll see what he ends up becoming. Maybe he'll be a guy that is like you know C.J. Smith, where he just kind of plays well in the AHL for a couple of years, or maybe he's a Evan Rodriguez, Chad For type, where he'll come in, he'll make the NHL, and then he'll end up having a career in Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that sounds sounds about right for these college guys.
0: Yeah, pretty you're much. Just you're just reaching. Yep. All right, let's get into our Saber All Time Number List, twenty one through. 30 to recap the first 20. Uh so far, double zero, Marty Baron, number one, Don Edwards, number two, Tim Horton, number three, Mike Robotai, Jerry Korab, number four, and number five, Mike Ramsey, number six, Phil Housley, number seven, Rick Martin, number eight, Jim Lorenz, the Batman, number nine, Jack Eichel, number ten, Craig Ramsey, number eleven, Gilbert Perot. Number twelve, Alesh Kodalik, Al as he's uh, known by some. Uh, Number 13 is Yuri Hemilev. after an abomination of a request to put Vyacheslav Koslov in this list by Jordan. Um, Number 14, Rene Robert. Number 15, Jack Eichel, our first two-peat in the list so far. Number 16, Pat LaFontaine. Number 17, Mike Foligno. Number 18, Danny Gare. Number 19, Tim Connolly. And number 20, Don Luce. By the way, uh, we did have a dispute. You had put... um, I keep forgetting his name. Who did you have uh, as number 12? Was it? Number uh, 12
1: was, uh, let me go back. These these numbers all bleed into each other. Number 12, I picked Andre Savard.
0: Andre Savard. Uh, the locked on Sabres Twitter followers, who uh, we put to the vote as we do when we have a dispute, went heavily in the favor of uh, Alesh Kodalik. 91.3% say all that Alesh Kodalik.
1: All those millennials.
0: It's going to be a young list shootout goals. Think about it. If you, if you're not going to do very well here, I think if you want to turn old school, I think because uh, the lockdown Sabres follower base here is uh, going to, (laughs) going to go young. Yes, exactly.
1: All right. So 21 timers get in here and
0: support (laughs) me. right. Where are the seventies fans that are following us on Twitter? We need, we need more of those. We need more of those guys. Um, Let's start with 21 and I'll uh, turn the floor over to you for number 21. I went with Stafford. I think it's the right choice.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Stafford was here for, I mean, it ended up being eight years and, uh, you know, I mean, I always call him streaky staff, you know, mm-hmm. the guy, the guy would, he would be off for like 10 games. We're like, where, where, where's Stafford at? Where's Stafford at? And then Hattrick, uh, <laughs> hattrick. it was just, right. yeah, it was just kind of funny that he, that was just my lasting memory of him. Um, but he was a top six forward for a long time on this team. Um. I remember him. He was in that Ottawa Senators brawl. Stafford got into it as a rookie. With the, with the player, as a rookie. And Stafford ended up being, you know, he ended up being, you know, the goal scoring guy, not really a tough guy. But he was he was fired up. And uh, I I remember him for that. Um not just being a decent goal scorer, mm-hmm. uh, just you know, kind of a team guy, a guy that you kind of I, I always respected him. He was. Yeah. Was he the guitarist too? He was. Him
0: and Miller. Him and Miller yeah, were the big, yeah, uh, big guitar too. guys.
1: I know um, a lot about Stafford's like off the ice uh, interests. Sure.
0: sure. The. Uh, in fact, if we go back to the Chris Neal fight, that was only the twenty second game of his career. So <laughs> in his rookie season, um, that was it for him. And you know he played pretty well in the playoffs that year. Like he played ten games, two goals, two assists, playing less than uh, less than fifteen minutes a night. There were some games where he was under ten minutes. Um, he performed as a rookie. In fact, Stafford was the last member of, to play for of that two thousand six two thousand seven Sabres team to play for the Sabres. He was the last guy that's hanging around. I remember that. I remember when Miller was gone and Gostad and Pominville and Vanek, and like everybody was gone. And I'm like, yeah, it's been a while since that that magical run in 07. And Stafford's the lone soul left. And he was then traded to Winnipeg. Had a nice, a couple of nice years there. And, uh, he was hanging around even as late as last season. Played 57 games for the Devils, 13 points in 57 games. The big season for him was remember the contract year, though? 2010, 2011, three hat tricks that season, 31 goals. And it was like, we got to sign this guy. And then, you know, he had a good season the next year with 50 points. And he kind of teetered off a little bit after that. So, uh, Yeah. Stafford was a a streaky score to say the least, but was a a definitely a good, good Buffalo saber. Like he was a 13th overall pick first round. Like I wouldn't call him a bust by any means. Um, I think it's a good pick for him. Number 22, let's go with Lindy Ruff. That's who I'm going with. I, by the way, I'm also uh, sticking with Drew Stafford for 21. I say Lindy Ruff should be the nominee for number 22. Played both forward, played both defense. I think he deserves to be on this list. Bonus extra credit for being the longest-tenured turn, uh, turned, Sabres coach in history, the winningest coach in Sabres history. And if you really think about it, Ruff gets here as a 19-year-old in 1979. He plays through 1989 with the team. Then he's back as the coach in 1996. Between 1979 and 2011, that is a – what is that? Is that a 33-year period of time? He was in Buffalo. He was a member of the Sabres for all but six years or uh, seven years. And I think the guy was just like a staple. Like when I think all time Buffalo Sabres, he wasn't one of the best players of all time, but he was a long tenured player. He was the captain. He was good. He did have a 20 goal season and uh, he was, a, he got Selkie votes once Um, 16 goals that year that he got Selkie votes. So like he had some offensive ability as well. And remember that time? And he, there's the highlight that always floats around of him kicking Billy Smith's ass, the goaltender for the New York Islanders. So uh, I'm giving Lindy
1: Ruff number 22. I think that's the obvious choice. I mean, not even, like, for being a player. You know, he was always, like, a scrappy player. That's what I was always told about Lindy Ruff, is Lindy Ruff, take no prisoners mentality. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, as the coach, like, Lindy Ruff is still the most beloved Sabres coach. And he will be probably for a long time. You yeah. know, winningest, longest tenured. um, The best years, really, besides, you know, the the really early... Sabres with the, the French connection. uh, Lindy Ruff, is, he's, and his, his kind of that take no prisoners mentality translated into his coaching. You know, he has epic Lindy rants that you can still look up on YouTube. Um, Yeah, he is, he is the Sabres really. I think he's one of the top three things I would say. If someone said Sabres name three people, Lindy's hundred percent top three at least.
0: Yeah. I don't, I think you might, get to like Rick Generette. Um, you might get to Joe Bear Perot and yeah, maybe then, maybe. Then, yeah, <laughs> maybe
1: yeah honestly maybe maybe Eichel in there but uh sure sixth yeah. all sixth all time
0: and wins by the way in the NHL um we'll see if he gets another coaching gig I hope he, he still does. wants
1: to coach he'll yeah. get
0: in the top five if he if he gets another coaching gig just one more he's 60 years old which by NHL coaching standards is not that old uh he's got two guys nipping in his heels. Paul Maurice is going to pass him. He's only four wins back of Lindy for sixth all time. Mike Babcock is not currently employed. He's at 736 wins back of Lindy and Elaine Vigneault is about 50 wins back. So Lindy will be a top 10 coach all time in terms of wins, probably. Um, But if he gets another gig, like he could sneak into that top five, I think for sure. L Arbor, is uh, about 40 or so wins ahead of him. And El uh, Arbor is uh, obviously not going to be coaching any longer. I think he's no longer with us. Did I just kill L. Arbor? Should I double check that real quick? Yeah, died in 2015. Okay. Um, let's move on to
1: number 23. This one is interesting. This number got passed around a lot. This is tough. Um, I'm interested and it's, it's between two, two modern players. Yep. that I had to choose from here. Uh, you know, Vili Lano or Colin Stewart. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I ended up going with Drury over Reinhardt. Okay. But Reinhardt has a very good, Reinhardt's definitely going to, if they re-sign him, he's going to pass Drury. Um, ah,
0: but right now, I don't,
1: I don't, Drury, it's man, was good the, question. it's a good question. One of the best players because... on a team that should have won the Stanley Cup. Joe, I'm an optimist. I think that eventually <laughs> the Sabres will do something good in their next 20 years. Uh, But right now, right now, Drury has it. Drury is, Drury has some of the best memories I have watching hockey. Um, (laughs) He was, he was the leader. I know it, it ended badly, not all by him. I mean, he did want to leave, but like he wanted to go play at home. I can, I can understand. I can respect that. Um, But yeah, his, his tenure here in, in what, five years, four years, I mean, just like memory after memory after memory. One of my most angry memories is because he got cheap shotted. One of my favorite memories is because he scored a goal with like a second left. Chris Rory, Chris Rory is like super special to our age of Sabres fans. I think he's one of the main reasons why we fell in love with the Sabres. Right.
0: Um, now, what I agree with you. I think jury should be uh number one here. Reinhardt, okay, yeah. There's a potential that it could happen. Remember, the Sabres have Dalene and Eichel. If they could figure out the rest of this thing, Reinhardt could be a contributor on teams that go far into the playoffs. Like there is that potential still. If think, they win a cup, I think team. Sam
1: Reinhardt will have a big role, and mm-hmm. he'll be he'll definitely pass jury then. Right
0: now, one uh, thing that I'm going to need clarification, possibly from uh, from uh, some of the people in our audience that have were what- Saber fans back in the 80s. Number, I was going to put in honorable mention as uh, for uh, for Ray Shepard played. I, I knew he was a great player for the Red Wings. I know he started his career with the Sabres. 38 goals in his rookie season for the Sabres in 1988 at the age of 21. He finished second in the Calder race that year. Then he scored 22 goals the following year for the Sabres. Then he played 18 games the next season. Was traded to the New York Rangers for $1. <laughs> 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 and I I don't know the contest. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, what? Why? And uh, maybe this is me just not knowing my Sabre history, but Ray Shepard got traded for $1. And I just want to know. I I, I want to know why that happened. So if, if anybody knows a, the context, please on reach that. out on the, the Ray Shepard trade. Yeah,
1: <laughs> That's, that sounds like a documentary. I don't. Yeah, I just. I
0: don't get it. The guy was for a dollar. It's not even like he was a player that like. Oh, we're tra- it's like future considerations, right? It's not that. Like the guy had thirty eight goals and then twenty two, and then, then four, four goals in eighteen games. But in eighteen <laughs> games though, is that that bad? And then
1: you traded. I mean, you couldn't have gotten like you couldn't have gotten like a hundred dollars or like fifty. You got a buck. I want
0: to know what happened there
1: so bad. I want to yeah. know why. What,
0: Ray I'm Shepard sure got somebody can. $1. Somebody
1: can. Somebody can shed the light on us.
0: Please somebody do that. All right. So we both agree Drury at number 23 over Reinhardt. Ray Shepard at 23. Honorable mention. Uh, number 24 is uh, is tough. I'm going to go with Bill Height, uh, former assistant coach of the Sabres. And I don't know a lot about what he was as a player, but I do know he was here for 13 years. I do know that he was a solid defensive defenseman. And there's also not a lot to compete with here in terms of the number 24. Like, I'm not putting Robin Regeer here. I guess we could have gone back to our days in 2006 and that team would go with Taylor (laughs) Taylor Pyatt. Pyatt. But uh, I'm thinking going on longevity here with uh, Bill Height.
1: I mean, I'm gonna go with height too. I don't, I don't know much about him, but like, it's really, it's, if it's between him and Taylor Pyatt, I mean, you got to go with the guy that was a was a coach as well as a player and played mm-hmm. for over a decade. Um, then third place is obviously Tyson's Dragon. That
0: him and Kanopka, big parts of tank teams for sure. <laughs> Those two.
1: Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, both of – the 24 was a. It was a tough number, number. for the, tank, for the yeah.
0: tank teams. Lawrence Pilot wearing it now. Hockeyreference.com's got to update their stuff, by the way. Dominic Cahoon does not wearing number 24 for the Sabres. He wore that in Pittsburgh. Um, they have him listed here, and uh he is wearing 95 as of now, which I love by the way. All right, so we both got Bill Height at number 24. Number 25, I'll turn it over to you for this.
1: I'm I'm giving it to Andrechuk, Uh
0: Dave Andrechuk. You know, All right, yeah. love it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that I think that's the clear choice. There, this was a Decent number for you know between 97 and 2011, it was worn by Vaclav Ferrata, a fan Ooh, favorite Varada. to this yep. day, and Mike Greer, another fan favorite to this day. Um, oh. but Anderchuk is you know, he's definitely where do you think he ranks among savers? Where would you put him? Because he's, like, he's I, like the power play king. Um, he's a guy yeah. that I was happy for when he won the cup in 2000 with the Lightning. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's Most, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Most
0: power play goals in NHL history. Um, yeah, where does Andrew Chuck rank? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think that he's got to be in the top ten. I'm not sure. I'd put him top five. I mean, there is production all over the place with this guy in his Saber career. He never got to 100 points. He did get the 99 um, the year that he split between the uh, the Sabers and the Leafs. But um, yeah, like I think in terms of longevity uh, for the Sabers that he was here for a decade and was that good. He had a second little stint there, too, with the Sabres in 2001, where he came back and scored 20 goals as a 37-year-old, and I think that counts for something, too, considering, by the way, he only played 12 minutes a night uh, that year. So, um, yeah, yeah, Andrew Chuck, I'd, I'd say top 10. Top ten, but not top five. Yeah, that's and that's he's where obviously I would put him. obviously ahead of guys like uh, like Verada. Even though I love Verada back in the day, Mike Greer, who was maybe their best player. If you think back in that 2010 Boston series, like Mike Greer was phenomenal. Um, awesome. Yeah, Grigopalooza Paluza on the list here, and then you've <laughs> got tank heroes like uh, Carlo Coliacovo. Who uh, oh, actually no <laughs> was here after the tank, I think. But yeah, Andrew Chuck at number 25. I think is the right uh, the right answer here. Yeah. Um number 26. I think this is more so, even more so, like you mentioned this with Reinhardt, maybe passing Drury. 26 will change hands, but as of right now, it's Thomas Vanek. Dalen is wearing 26. The number will probably be retired for Rasmus yeah. Dalin one day, but Thomas Vanek is fifth all- time in goals for the Buffalo Sabers. He was a beloved member of this team. I think that had Drury or Brière stayed here, one of the two. Vanek would have been capable of being the Robin to Drury or Breer's Batman. I think he could have been that top line player. He could have become a franchise cornerstone with a great center that could have carried the Sabres to continue to be a consistent playoff team. Like I think a lot of times we don't think about like what would they have been if they had kept Drury or Breer, and it wouldn't have been the same as before when they had both. And I tend to think because of the player Vanek became that they still would have been a consistent playoff team and maybe a team that could have made it to the finals. I mean, think about it. He was a 40-goal scorer after those guys left with who? Derek Roy is a the center, then Cody Hodson. And if Danny Briere had been his center for six, seven years, I mean, Vanek, if he's fifth all-time in goals, he maybe would have cracked the top three. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Vanik. Um, I actually wanted his jersey retired. I was kind of mad that Darlene wore twenty six. Because I did, I wanted retired for Vanek. Um, I think that just like his, the amount of goals he scored is, you know, top of the Sabers' list. I mean, you can't if you putting you're putting the French connection, you're putting Danny Gare on there, you're putting Pat LaFontaine on there. Why would Vanek not be on there? Um, And but Dalene Dalene's 26, and it's just it's it's going to end up being a storied Sabers number. And Mm -hmm. right now, Vanek has it, and Dalene could possibly surpass him, but that doesn't take away from all the great that Vanek was right.
0: Vanek, by the way, 254 goals is fifth all time for the Sabres. Andrew Chuck, who we just gave 25 all time, uh, rightfully so is 368. Uh, that is third. So maybe it was a little hasty to say he would've got top three. He would've needed another a hundred and 114 goals in a, in a 10 year. Is that, was that a 10 year Sabre career for him? Nine years. So, I mean, he would have had to average 10 more goals a year, maybe a, maybe a little strong like he would have probably got 5 or 6 more a year um maybe but i don't think he would have uh, actually maybe got top 3 he would have got fourth for sure though all right so we got Vanek at 26 uh number 27 is who
1: for you i think it's larry playfair ooh yeah, okay we have a dispute here but okay <laughs> i think you know the guy the guy is a defensive defenseman very clearly by the numbers at least <laughs> Uh-huh. He, the guy's not really scoring much and he, he racked up penalty minutes. So mm-hmm. he was one of those he was one of those physical bruising guys. But I think the longevity really matters there. I think that there's there's like cases to be made for Brad May. I mean, great goal. Michael Pekka leader. Tapo yeah. Noonan, leader. I think but I I'm I went with the guy with the longevity. And you know, yeah. I think there, there is a place in your heart for the tough guy. Sure.
0: I um I'm going with uh I'm going with Pekka. Uh, at number 20 er, for number 27, won the Selkie with the Sabres in 1997, consistent 20 goal score was their number one center when they went to the Stanley cup final. And I, I, I reading up on him to do this list and how it ended was stupid that he sat out a whole year uh, as a restricted free agent. Cause the Sabres wouldn't pay him what he was earned, what he was deserved. Um, so looking back, I think the Sabres probably made a big mistake, not paying a 25 year old Selkie winner. Um, a, a big chunk of change, and I think maybe that's what helped put hash push hashing out the door. Obviously, but uh, in his five years with the Sabres, like this guy was, he was great. He was a good number one center. You probably wanted to do better if you were going to be a Stanley Cup contender year after year, but he was good and he was big. He was physical. He was, well, maybe he wasn't super big, but he was physical. And I think he did the job that they needed in terms of leadership and and uh, providing the offense that that team needed. So. I respect the Playfair pick. I think this might be a close one. Um, Playfair, by the way, I think nah, he's,
1: he's, they're going to the kids are going to go with Paka.
0: You think? I don't know <laughs> yeah. Playfair is still around, though. Like, he's part of the community. He's had, I think, of the Alumni Association. Um, he's got one of the best mustaches in Sabre history. Uh, maybe <laughs> that, right second to, Lin- second to Lindy Ruff, maybe. Lindy's probably, gotta have yeah. Lindy's, Lindy, got Lindy's is big mustache.
1: because I mean he coached with the with the stash.
0: Sure. He yeah. come on, Lindy's gotta have the all time saber mustache. But Larry played for maybe a close second. I'll give him that. Um yeah, I think Pekka probably wins it, but I don't think it'll be as uh far off as it was between a Savard and Code I'll say that. Yeah. All right, so 27, we got Pekka, and we got Playfair. First dispute, number 28. I think we might have another dispute. I don't know. There's a Vesna winner on this list. So apparently the Vesna, by the way, got awarded to both goaltenders. So in 1979, 1980, Don Edwards and Bob Sauve, uh split the Vesna for the Sabres, and Sove uh, definitely played uh, some games. Like it wasn't like he was playing ten games and got this award. He played thirty two that season, and he wore number twenty eight. I'm not going with Sove though. I am going with the French guerrilla Donald Audette. Um, Same,
1: yeah, yeah Donald, Donald Audette.
0: Audette. Okay, we're we're agreeing on this, so that's good. But um, like yeah, the stats are there. Thirty goal scorer once, twenty goal scorer a few other times for the Sabers. A long career. He from 1990 until 1998, and. Like I don't know. Like I think he was a, a good offensive player that you could they were, they were putting in their top six and uh, ninth round pick. Looking back, like back when they had that many rounds, so uh, a good find in the draft was Donald Odadat. So I think to me he should be number twenty eight <laughs> over
1: would, a guy like uh, the Goose Paul Goff. Yeah, would there be a chance hypothetically if Zemgitz Gergensen becomes like a fourth line staple saber mm. for twenty years for twenty years? Donald wins a cop. <laughs>
0: He'd have to score the game-winning <laughs> goal in, in
1: the finals. What if All that right. happened? So, that that so, could so,
0: happen. So, think about it. Like guys so, that so, don't so, often so. like don't, that don't often score goals have won cups for Uwe Krupp, uh, a defenseman, one who former Saber by the way who who scored the game-winning goal for Colorado in the '97 finals. I think you had Alec Martinez, who's a defenseman who doesn't score a whole lot, scored the game winner for the Kings, uh, like six or seven years ago. If Juergensen's one day scored a game winning cup goal, I'll give him 28, but I don't see him becoming the player that can pass on that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other guys. Yeah, no, we that's mentioned right. Here We mentioned Gostad, a current Sabre GM, Jason Bottrell wore number 28 between 2003 <laughs> and 2004.
1: That's not that he's, he's taking a hit right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's going backwards. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Uh let's move to number 29 and uh 2930 I think will be easy easier. So let's go yeah. I think
1: we could speed through these, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jason Palmville, Sabres Legend, two stints. My my favorite jersey that I have. I mean, I love my Jokin Hash slug, but I mean I'm going the Palmville 40th anniversary jersey is so cool. I, mm-hmm. I love it so much. And uh, you know, this guy I mean <laughs> the, the these guys are scary good. That's that's mm-hmm. Palmville, right? Yeah, that's oh yeah, that's oh the, come on that's the Elverton. Well, I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't like. Yeah, it is. It, how dare yeah. you not know that? Well, I was right. I was right. Uh, you
0: were right, but you were you were
1: hesitant. Yeah, I, I was hesitant because.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, had only terrible. one cup of coffee. All right,
1: Palmville's awesome. <laughs> Palmville's awesome. Roasted Alfredson. Palmville, everything yep. great. Uh, power play, penalty kill. Palmville did it all, and he shouldn't be in a beer league right now. He'd be on the Sabers. It's criminal.
0: I, I agree he should have been here all year but where do you think he ranks all time at points for the sabers uh fifth close he's eighth uh he's eighth behind don Luce, renee robert phil housley craig ramsey rick martin dave andrew chuck david second by the way should have mentioned that earlier for him and joe bear pro number one he's 10th all time in goals he's eighth all time in assists um He was five points away from Don Luce for seventh, and I guess that's not going to end up happening here. Um, But I agree. Uh, Pominville. I mean, captain of the team, uh, top line, stud. And again, you could make the same argument I made with Vanek. If they had kept Danny Breer on a big, long contract and not Chris Drury, tried to sign Chris Drury, if you went six, seven years with the first line of Danny Breer, Thomas Vanek, and Jason Pominville, these guys would have even bigger
1: numbers. Well, 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 Vanek would be on line two. Who would? Yokin, Yokin goes online. Oh, one get with out of Pierre here. In get That's out of the, here. The the, the chemistry.
0: <laughs> Just wait until we get to number fifty-five. I think we're gonna have That's another, a, lock. a throwdown. We might have to have a whole episode on number fifty five It's, a, to be it's a lock. Oh, we'll get there. Uh and then number thirty, I think, is an easy one. Ryan speaking Miller speaking of locks, yeah. yeah <laughs> Ryan Miller. Yeah, definitely. The all-time winningest goalie in franchise history, Vesna winner in twenty ten. Um the number will winning.
1: be in the rafters.
0: I think so too. I think I think he's the only guy right now that they haven't ra- that they haven't raised to the rafters that will get his
1: number retired. I don't think he Vanek has the him, He has the Vezina. He has you know the, the numbers. records. He's the winningest. Yep. Yeah, he's it's it's a lock. And you know he's still beloved. Everyone when he comes back, I mean the Sabers, the Sabers fans worship Ryan Miller to this day.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think he's definitely he's easily the second best goalie in franchise history, and that's it's no slouch i mean to
1: the best goalie of all time
0: think about it this way the sabres have had the best goalie of all time and to me the best american goalie
1: of all time yep
0: 100% and if you dare strike at me with jonathan quick i will strike you down uh because jonathan quick is the most overrated goalie in uh in the nhl history maybe um just have always always have to find a way to squeeze that in there because it's absolutely correct um. All right. So Ryan Miller at number 30. So to recap our list today, Drew Stafford at 21, Lindy Ruff at 22, Chris Drury at 23, Bill Height at 24, Dave Andruchuk at 25, Thomas Vanek at 26. We have a dispute between Michael Pecca and uh, Larry Playfair at 27, Donald Audet at 28, 29 is Jason Pominville number thirty. Is Ryan Miller, and we've already uh, started to go down an argument that number 55 will be probably in a few episodes. Yoken um, Hesch versus maybe Erasmus for Stalinen. Oh my God. We shall see where <laughs> <Here> we go. <laughs> we shall see where we end up with that one. Um, Denny Hamel, by the way, also we're number 55. Uh oh. Not Denny. Denny, now uh, we're gonna have to maybe combine. Uh, remember, there's not there's a lot of spacing once we get into the bigger numbers. So we'll uh, we'll only have a couple more of these episodes. Our saber draft is on the way, coming soon. We'll have more details on that, hopefully uh, very soon. And um, yeah, so that's gonna do it for me and Jordan today. Thanks everybody for listening. Stay safe, wash your hands. This has been the Lockdown Sabers podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Lockdown Podcast.